0: This is an excerpt from Different Ways Revealing the Feminine by SEAL, published 2020. Chapter 24, Belonging. Belonging was my kryptonite to my invisibility superpower. My belonging to anything undoes all my powers, super or otherwise. No one wants to see me when I belong somewhere to someone. It is as if I were imprisoned and locked in only one facet of myself and all the other parts of my nature are abandoned to wither and die. I once had a friend in a woman's group in the 70s report to me that she observed the most amazing transformation in me whenever I took a lover. She couldn't believe that I could be so strong and vibrant one day and then she sees me a week later and I'm not even in my body yet I seem happy, docile, and calmed. That was the trade-off for sex for me. When I belonged, I didn't have to go the distance for myself. My focus was on the other person, a male or a role. They called it merging back then, and it was a common practice blamed for mangling all manner of healthy relationships. It was all I knew, however. I had a distance to go in understanding what a healthy relationship looked like with males and their constructs and expectations. It surfaced again to my horror in my last relationship in the late 90s. There is so much crap for me to wade through to get to something sincere in me with men. I get the distinct feeling they don't want me like that. You know, complicated. Or, more likely, they don't. I don't trust men much, and I choose incompatible mates. I choose men that I like, but love calls to those partners who we are strongly attracted to love. Love demands a polarity. In my case, I suspect complex issues are in play, or they appear so different that it can't be recognized as a call to comfort, In it probably isn't. I feel unsafe. Sometimes people just fall into one another and survive well and share a life of abundance. Falling in love is not pleasant for me. I prefer staying in love and watching my step. It saddens me, but I have had some success in making male friends as long as I don't have sex with them. Not exactly a winning situation for me because I still sometimes covet their equipment in an objectified way. At least now I know there is a price to be paid for objectifying anyone if I follow through on it. In the last case, the cost was a friend. I refuse to do it again. I proudly belong to no one now, and I have learned the peace of belonging to my own life. I've no need for contact at this juncture. What I want... And what I need is connection. And if I can't have that, I have the skills to carry on by myself. I'm not a romantic. I get the appeal. That type of desire burned off of me as I re-entered the Earth's atmosphere from my lonely orbit of unfulfilled needs. This I see now as a blessing. I find romance stifling. The whole Judeo-Christian paradigm of coupling operates beyond my comprehension. I do not subscribe. I do respect and admire people who can enjoy a romantic partnership and cultivate all kinds of freedoms within it. I haven't ever known that. The further I get into my life, the less it seems to be something that I would want. Even when I was going steady in high school, I would sleep with other guys just in passing. I didn't see any reason for that to stop because I had a main guy. Not surprisingly, my boyfriend was not of the same mind. Belonging was not my bailiwick from an early age. There was so much to figure out for me about the sexual revolution that was complicated by my own personal problems. Frankly, sexual abuse aside, I don't think I was ever meant to belong to anyone in the conventional sense. I was conceived and born loose by the standards of the social mores of the time, and my curious nature and lack of discipline secured that. I'm not being self-deprecating, I'm saying it is my nature. It is my power to be and feel equal. It is as clear as day to me now that my spirit is not shackled to conventional romance. I came into the world with an expectation of equality and truth, nearly illegitimate and certainly illicitly conceived by two people who were attracted but didn't love each other. I was a bundle of carnality left loose on an unsuspecting community in some ways. It is tempting to sit here in these liberated times with our minds expanded and our eyes opened to include the validity of alternative lifestyles and gender fluidity to wax poetic, about my being modern in a unique way. But that, in reality, wasn't the way it was. I was born into a time of free love designed for men to explore. The pill released everyone from worry about making babies, but for women, sexual exploration was forbidden, for the most part, in a world unwilling to let the girls play as equals. Guys had some very strident rules regarding fidelity and sexual practices. Scarred the way I was, I constantly dialed myself back to try to accommodate what was acceptable and pleasing in hopes of fitting in somewhere when the actual cure was to step into who I am with pride. There was nowhere to stand that I could see at that time. Or perhaps better said, too many places I was willing to stand that were unaccommodating to a female of my particular talents and persuasions. There were times that I wanted to wake up one day and not be attracted to men at all, wake up and be ready to bat for the opposite team, but it never happened. Attraction, yes. Life altering, connecting, no. Women are so wonderful and soft and lush. I can talk to women in a language we innately understand. Women are so great. I keep plenty handy. I understand why people are attracted and want to commandeer and enslave us. I don't react to women in the same way I do men, though, unfortunately. It is embodied male energy that seems to generate a great passion within me. I still find my eyes wandering over to a man's hands in a store, and watching how he grips the shopping cart or wraps his fingers around a can of soup on the shelf, God help me. We are who we are, until we aren't. None of these persuasions are static anymore, but I'm currently queued up here. Then there was the shape-shifting aspect of belonging. It is much easier to reinvent yourself if you don't have people close to you who are invested in that last incarnation of yourself. I learned that early on in promising marriage to someone and then having to feel the full-on guilt of being a liar in front of him and every Holy Ghost present. I never did that again. Not belonging to anyone or anything has a lot to do with how I was able to tackle my low self-esteem all the while bringing my skills capabilities, and intellect up to speed. The people I needed to support me were kept at a distance or within the solid parameters of work or social networking. In this way, I am very much a child of the Internet. The web allowed me the distance I required to exercise new ways of being while still being connected to people virtually. I'm a hypersensitive individual who trained herself to react insensitively for protection. On the internet, I could sit quiet with any acceptance or counter-opinion. I received online until I got used to it. Little by little, I learned to cultivate a resiliency and a confidence in taking criticism or an appraisal. So, in many ways, I was built for the internet with my skills at finding and maintaining ties with people at long distances. It has given me the space I require. Initially, my naivety and lack of critical thinking would allow my swan dive into the middle of this innovation. And here lies the rub, I should say, the unrub because there ain't no fire being built when you can't get close enough to get a little friction going. I have been celibate for two decades. I am old, granted, but that is a long time to go without intercourse. Even a mundane shag seems to be better than none. No sexual contact. It is hard on a vitality, though not as hard as being with an unsuitable partner. This is the downside of solitary life. Think again if you think celibacy might be for you. The side effects are out of this world. All calls to Houston are dropped due to lack of interest, and the carnival never stops in your neck of the woods either. You are on your own in very unique ways. I'm not complaining about how these years unfolded for me. It wasn't the best in some ways, but it was a way for me to get where I am today without bloodshed and additional heartache, I'm convinced. I chose a pass on coupling for sound reasons. I had a lot of inner work to do, and it's not like anyone can go in here with me to rattle around in my own story. It has required devotion. Also, frankly, given even a whiff of a way out of this miserable task of exhuming my soured relationship with my own soul from where I buried it, if I had someone near me to pour myself into instead, I would have done that, and not have done my own work, and that's the truth of it. Clearly, I'm approaching the end of this gambit. I can be visible once more and learn to appreciate type of belonging and accepting it. I need people the way I need to recognize I'm no different from anyone else in fundamental ways. I do things differently, but I need connection to other human beings to live in my own skin fully, I can't age well into wisdom betraying and condemning my body and my feelings to this vacuum. I will keep the superpower handy, but I will also have to take my chances with the kryptonite in learning how to navigate the vulnerabilities of relationships and be seen like every healthy human has to.